0: Hello and welcome to Sered's Audio Fanfictions. I'm Sered. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, we will be continuing on with Chapter 9 of November's Secret by Lana Barry. If you've missed any episodes or just want a refresher, please follow the links in the description below. There, you should find links to past episodes and chapters. Also, just a quick reminder... The entirety of this fic will be made available as a single complete audiobook upon the fic's completion. It and other complete works can be found on my website at serdzaudiofanfix.com. Right, with all that out of the way, let's get to it. Happy listening! Chapter 9: About You They were all so much better. They were also practiced. So sociable. So much of what Yuri wanted to be. The statement kept spinning in his head as he glanced around the brightly lit wide space, with high ceilings, beautiful windows that kept the darkness outside at bay, golden in the hue. People were crowded in their own little groups throughout the room, their chatter rising above them all. They seemed so confident. They all knew each other. Yuri tugged at the loose suit he wore. When he'd looked in the mirror in his hotel room, he felt as if he were overdressed. But being in this room, seeing how beautiful people looked, how well-picked their outfits were, and how well it brought out their amazing physiques, Yuri felt underdressed in his old suit and plain tie. The only thing allowing him to stand out was his mask. And even then, not many people seemed to want to come and talk to him. He stood in the corner, taking steady breaths. Wren would have wanted to go and talk to people. But this was where Yuri came out. Being confident out on the ice with something familiar was easy compared to standing in a room full of strangers. The bronze medal hung from his neck. The weight soon seemed invisible once he got used to it. But every now and then, the shine caught his eye, and he still couldn't believe it. Believe what he had achieved. He'd stood on the podium. He had been on the same stage as Victor was. After years of questioning if he was good enough, spending hours upon hours perfecting his persona, creating Ren into someone who was very real to him, he was finally here. But this banquet? was intimidating. It was unfamiliar. He found the fear coming back. It was why he stood beside the drinks table, champagne flute in hand, barely taking sips. He wasn't a big drinker. He hadn't been invited to a lot of parties by classmates and therefore hadn't seen much of a reason to take up the habit. It was too bubbly, he thought as he took another sip. It burned his throat, and no matter how much he tried to convince himself that the fruity taste was nice, or that if he didn't drink then he would have nothing to distract himself from how alone he was, he still felt out of place. How did people enjoy drinking? Celestino had gone to talk to some of the other coaches and sponsors. He encouraged Yuri to talk to the other skaters, even ones that had been brought from the Junior Grand Prix. They'd been brought to see the next level, some of the seniors, and to make connections. Yuri thought he might have a better time talking to them, but stopped trying when he noticed how some of them looked at him as if he was intimidating them. He didn't understand it, but he didn't push. So he kept sipping by himself, looking for some sort of familiar face that might accept him. He found none. They were all strangers. With that thought in mind, Yuri took another sip and found that his flute had been finished. Not eager to stand with nothing to do, he took another and stood in his place again. He felt tempted to text Peachy, but he felt rude doing that at such an important event, despite not needing to talk to anyone. The journalists had been and gone, gathering their questions before they were satisfied so Yuri didn't even have them to talk to. What a low point. Everyone knew each other. No one was alone. It was in these moments that Yuri wondered if taking more than one season off was a good choice. Sure, he might not have been ready, but he wouldn't be feeling alone like this. He thought of going back to his room, but Celestina would be angry with that. He took another sip. Maybe he could adopt some of Ren's attitude, gather it from the ice and bring it to social situations. He could bring his confidence here, right? He could talk to people. Yuri was good at talking to people. When they tried with him, too. Otherwise, it was impossible. He noticed his flute was finished again. With a pop of his tongue, he realized that the bubbling of the alcohol wasn't nearly as annoying as before. And the more he drank, the better it got. He took another flute, drinking an immediate sip. His fingers were tingling. Congratulations. Yuri spun a little too quickly, the world blurred. He wasn't sure if that was his lack of glasses or the alcohol. Victor had appeared out of nowhere, his gleaming gold medal dangling from around his neck. Yuri took notice of how bright it was. But there was a sparkle in Victor's eyes that stole all of his attention. It took a while before Yuri realized he should be speaking too. He rubbed the back of his neck, ignoring that Victor was watching the movement, and said, Uh, thanks. You too. You did brilliantly. Used to the praise, Victor gave a grin and let it roll over him. He leaned against the same wall Yuri was. Bronze at your first senior Grand Prix, and after four years off. That's incredible. Not used to the praise, Yuri shrugged, thanked the man, and congratulated him on another gold, and replayed the words in his head. He was more than happy with the medal. But it wasn't incredible. Victor had done better his first senior season. Now that was incredible. The way you act on the ice is completely different from off it. Yuri's gaze snapped towards the Russian, seeing Victor surveying him with curiosity. He looked away again. Oh, is it? He wasn't sure why that unnerved him. Maybe because if someone noticed it, he felt like his hard work would unravel. He couldn't be Ren all the time. And he didn't want to be. He liked being Yuri, too, because Yuri was the biggest part of him. It was only a matter of time before someone noticed that they weren't the same person, but two in one body. Yuri worried that he would lose Ren, he thought, to some degree, if anyone noticed. He knew he was being stupid thinking about it, but he relied on his persona too much for him to lose it. Victor said. He took a sip of his drink, and feeling suddenly parched, Yuri took a gulp of his own. "Is fascinating. He said nothing more, and the silence was making Yuri curious. He turned to look at Victor, flinching when he saw the other man regarding him. Ren rose slightly, almost daring him to challenge Victor, to ask what the main point was but Yuri pushed him down and kept his silence. He took another sip. Many people have different coping mechanisms, Victor continued. I know some skaters that have to go on massive shopping sprees the day before they perform to calm themselves down. It was getting too close. Yuri suddenly felt ashamed. Of course Victor never needed a coping mechanism. He didn't need something like that. He was perfect as was, but he was getting too close to Yuri's secret. And if he got closer still, perhaps he'd see the persona and see the things he'd taken from Victor over the years to create Ren. Would he be disgusted? Yuri wasn't sure if there was anything disgusting about it, but it would be weird, right? I feel more confident out on the ice than I do off of it, Yuri found himself saying trying to give an explanation before any conclusion could be taken. There, I can lose myself, and I don't have to... I don't have to be me. I can ignore everyone. I can do something I love. Off of it, nothing distracts me. I'm reminded of things I don't have, what I'm not. And I never was good at talking to people as it is. I don't like the attention. He found the words spilling out before he could stop them, as if a dam had been broken. He didn't want to do this, not in front of Victor. So he reined in whatever else he was going to say, and he waited. And Victor said something that Yuri never expected. I can understand that. Yuri took a moment to really drink in what was happening. They were alone in the corner of the room no one really paying them much attention despite the medals that shone on their chests. With just a few words, an observation here, and Yuri found himself spilling things that he didn't ever want to. And instead of laughing at him or ignoring him, Victor was meeting him, admitting things too, saying he understood. You can? Yes, I can. Skating isn't exactly a forgiving world. It's harsh. Critics can be cruel, the media horrible, and other skaters can become some of the worst enemies you ever come across. But the sport itself, the very feeling of flying on the ice, is addictive. It's enough to make and break a person. It must have been something in his face, or perhaps even his voice. Whatever it was, Yuri realized something. He wasn't the only one making a persona. Victor was giving him a smile that Yuri had never seen before. It was bright. It reached his eyes. It poured out emotion as if Victor could barely contain it. He did realize it was meant to be comforting. But Yuri saw further than that. It had taken him a while. But Yuri began to connect the dots. The victor he had admired over the years always had the same expression. At first glance, it looked happy. Perhaps the expression at the start of his career had been, but not later. The posters in Yuri's room showed the same smile, the same deep eyes. They weren't cold, but they weren't warm. It was polite, practiced, hidden. The smile he saw Victor sport when it came to people he liked, such as Chris, was completely different. It was wide. It sparkled. It reached until he could barely open his eyes and his cheeks hurt. Those smiles he shared with Chris were different every time, with different emotions, different thoughts flitting through his mind. Not one was ever the same. The smiles he gave Yuri were somewhere in between. Yuri wasn't sure how he had noticed it, not when journalists who were paid to observe had never seen it before. He supposed it was because he was used to faking a persona. Maybe it was because he was used to it. He could see now, as plain as day, that Victor wasn't the confident man Yuri had seen him as. Or... Perhaps that wasn't the way of saying it. Victor was confident. He had it oozing from him. But it was as if the confidence he put on when he performed was acted. Just like Yuri's own. With that thought, Yuri considered maybe that was why Victor saw his own difference. His eyes flickered over Victor's face, trying to delve further into his trail of thought Knowing there was so much more about the person before him. Yuri had always been observant, sometimes a curse when he didn't need it, but as he stared at the Russian, he knew that this was as far as he could see. He didn't know Victor, not enough to start making assumptions about just why Victor used different smiles. And Yuri didn't want to make assumptions. Not when he knew he didn't want people making them of his own situation. Without being able to stop himself, Yuri asked, How do you deal with it? Just keep surprising everyone, Victor said, his gaze still boring right into Yuri's mask. Keep them guessing. Concentrate on the ice, keep it interesting, and you build yourself a shield. Yuri pondered over the words for a moment as he took another sip finishing his flute. He grabbed for another and shivered as he felt the liquid courage ebb through him. He was relaxing. He felt energetic. He wanted to do something. The air was getting heavy, and Yuri never liked to stay on a heavy subject for too long, not when it could lead to anxiety attacks or ruin a mood. Distraction was key, and he had perfected the art long ago. He chugged down the flute, feeling it bubble at the back of his throat from the speed of his drinking, and placed that one down. At Victor's curious gaze, Yuri took his flute, downed that too, and as he placed it down next to his empty ones, said, It's nice to know these things about you, Victor. His voice was strong, strange in his own ears, and he knew that if Wren could talk through him, he would sound like this. I don't know a lot of skaters, not after my long absence, and it gets hard sometimes. But this is a good night. We've both won medals. Maybe we should celebrate. Victor tilted his head, and a slight smirk pulled at one side of his mouth. Celebrate? Yuri pointed at the open space behind them, where numerous important people stood and spoke, some dancing to the music that quietly thrummed through the air. Let's dance. You and me. Celebrate. Having done ballet and ice skating since a young age, Yuri felt that dance was now heavily embedded in his soul. Music spoke to him, any kind. It made him want to move his body, to express his stress, worries, happiness, and thoughts through the form. With the alcohol coursing through him, that need was increased tenfold. For a moment, from Victor's hesitancy, Yuri wondered if he had said the wrong thing. But then Victor broke out into a grin, bright and wide and reached his sparkling eyes, and pushed himself from the wall. Grabbing Yuri's arm, he pulled him until they were in the very center of the space, in the center of attention. Victor took hold of their hands and raised it up to have beside them, while his other took place at Yuri's hip. Yuri, made confident by a mix of champagne and wren, took the hint and placed his on Victor's shoulder. The music was quiet. It strummed overhead, notes barely there for those who didn't listen. But once concentrated on, it rang loudly until everything else melted away. They started slowly at first. A slow waltz through the center of the space ignoring some of the photos being taken or the whispers from sponsors. Instead, Yuri giggled when he was dipped, or when he placed a foot wrong, or when Victor moved a little too suddenly for him to keep up. Victor was a good dancer. Yuri almost asked if he had taken up ballet as well, but the question was halted as Victor dipped him again. Yuri found himself looking at the crowd gathering around them upside down, he felt their stares, heard their words, wondered what they thought. But somewhere in the blur of tipsiness, he found he didn't care. Let them think what they wanted to think. Wren could take it. Wren was his own shield, with bulletproof skin and words blew off him like dust. Yuri was safe inside Wren. Yuri didn't have to worry. The world spun as he was brought back up to face the Russians' glistening eyes, bluer than anything Yuri had ever seen. They sparkled endless, like the summer morning sky. Around that, Victor's expression was free, with little smiling lines at the corners of his eyes, his eyebrows drawn up in laughter, his wide smile crinkling the bottom of his nose. There was a slight flush against his cheeks, showing off his high cheekbones. His perfectly swept hair was starting to fall in their dance. As he spun, he noticed that more of the alcohol was taking its toll. He was grinning like an idiot, not that anyone could see, and he was sure there was a blush deepening on his cheeks. He wasn't feeling the cold as much as he was before. His hands and feet were tingling, and something was rushing to his head. He couldn't concentrate and his eyes took a moment to catch up when he turned his head. And yet it gave him a confidence that he often found only on the ice. It was coursing through him, as if he was completely Wren, and he found he didn't understand why he was always so anxious. Everything was fine. Who cared what people thought? Taken by his newfound courage, he readied himself for the climax of the music. He could feel it vibrate through his body, urging him, and as the last note struck, Yuri circled his arm around Victor's waist while the other cupped the back of his head, and he dipped the taller man. Victor was stunned. He could see in the way his mouth gaped open and his eyes widened. But he allowed it to happen, and as they stood still, Victor looking up at Yuri as he was dipped and Yuri looking down from above, Victor broke into a grin. Yuri couldn't contain his giggles. He didn't understand what was so funny, but they kept bubbling up from his throat. They stayed, suspended like this for what seemed like forever. But neither seemed to want to break the feeling. But then Yuri's arms began to ache. With strength, he pulled Victor back to his feet. Yuri wondered what to do now, and it seemed Victor wanted to say something. But as a newer song strummed, this one faster paced, Yuri got an idea. He grabbed Victor's hands and took him to where there was more space. Yuri loved to dance. He loved soft music, the slow tones, the calmness that came with a lot of ballad pieces but he also loved the fast-paced, deeper, passionate notes that came with more intense dances. Yuri urged Victor to join him in a salsa, grinning when he noticed that the man knew this style, too. They ended on a high. Yuri had spun and spun Victor as fast as they could go, until the ceiling was the floor and the walls weren't there anymore. There were beads of sweat sliding down his mask, and somewhere along the way he lost his blazer. He had a faint memory of taking it off mid-spin somewhere, but when he looked around the room, he couldn't see where it could have gone. There was more dipping, but fast ones, close to the ground, a true test of strength and timing. Yuri came close to dropping Victor one too many times, more out of the thrill of seeing the terror on the man's face than because he had misjudged it. In retaliation, Victor lifted Yuri up when he was least expecting it, until Yuri could do nothing than be victim to Victor's dancing. And as the songs finished, when it was clear that the night might be running to a close, when Yuri was gradually returning to sober and the buzz was fading, they found themselves in the corner of the room, talking about nothing. Yuri wasn't sure how the topic came about, but he was fishing out his phone and showing the Russian skater his dog. He's a poodle, Victor gasped, rushing to gather his own phone, just like mine. Yuri didn't want to let the other know that he knew what his dog was, what the name of it was, and that he had gotten his own because of him. Instead, he said, Oh? Crazy. What's his name? Uh... Yuri muttered, thinking of another name he could give quickly. When nothing came, he said, Vikjan but Victor didn't seem to know the nickname. Instead of the disgusted or concerned glances, Victor smiled wide and said it was a good name. It was, Yuri agreed, a good, strong name. Victor scrolled through his phone before he showed Yuri his own dog. His poodle seemed a little bigger than Vicchan chan from the photo and a little darker in color, but the same bright eyes and happy expression, not to mention the same lolling tongue. He's gorgeous, Yuri said, taking the phone and looking at the picture. It hadn't been taken long ago, if the time stamp on the top was anything to go by. The fluffy form was sitting on a sofa, and underneath the fur was a pair of human legs, the rest of the figure hidden away. But Yuri knew who those legs belonged to. He's called Mukujin, Victor said. He's getting a little old now, though. Prefers a lot more cuddles than he does walks. "'Mine's not too old yet, but he likes to pretend he's still a puppy.' Yuri laughed, handing the phone back. He scrolled through his own phone, finding a picture of vik face down in some snow, so deep that only his back and the end of his tail were above the white. When he showed Victor, he laughed and took Yuri's phone to get a better view. Yuri's heart stammered. "'He's so much like Makachin,' Victor commented. "'Yuri wasn't sure why.' but something inside of him warmed at the comment. vik was such a big part of his life, often there when Yuri needed someone the most, that hearing the very man that had inspired him to get a puppy compliment him made Yuri beam. Why did you decide to get a dog? Victor asked, still scrolling through Yuri's phone to look at the puppy pictures. Yuri couldn't say the exact reason, but he could give another one that was close to the truth. I do have friends, and they're always there for me. But sometimes when I needed them the most, they had other things to do. Not in a horrible way, but they had lives, and I couldn't depend on them for everything. So I got a puppy to keep me company. Victor nodded. Me too. Where I grew up could be such a big place, and lonely for someone by themselves. Yuri took in the words. Anything he could learn more about Victor was interesting to him. And as he picked apart those words, mixed with the lingering alcohol in his system, he was a little slow in remembering that he didn't just have photos of Vicchan on his phone. Some were of him, too, with Pichit or Yuko, some of his dance classes, or ones that had been sent to him, without his mask. He'd forgotten until Victor scrolled to one of him and Peach Eat smiling at the camera in the middle of their home rink in Detroit. It had been taken right before training, the start of the season. Peach Eat wanted to take it to commemorate Yuri's grand return. Yuri's heart leapt into his throat as the picture came into view. He snagged the phone away, frightening the other man, and switched it off before he pushed it into his pocket again. Had he seen... He knew he had been quick taking it away, but it had been there in a flash, and Victor might have caught something. He daren't look up. With a hand to the back of his neck, his eyes cast down to the floor below, he said, "'Sorry I frightened you.' For the longest moment, there wasn't anything said. Yuri didn't know what to do with that. He was worried he ruined the mood completely. The pause was heavy. He looked back up to Victor, and could barely take his eyes away when he saw the steady smile on the Russian's lips. It wasn't mocking. It wasn't triumphant. It was calming. Reassuring. Don't worry, Victor said, his voice strong but almost a whisper. And there was something that made Yuri slump in ease. I didn't see anything, then. I'm sorry. "'Victor shrugged. "'You don't want to say, and you don't want me to see. "'It's fine. It's your secret, and I'm not going to push you for it.' Yuri nodded. "'He wasn't sure what to say, though. "'He suddenly felt sober again, "'the near reveal leaving his heart a hammering mess. "'He wasn't ready for anyone to find out yet, much less his idol. "'The more he spoke with Victor the more he was sure that the man wouldn't ridicule him or make fun of him for his choices. But Yuri hadn't had the chance to gather everything he wanted to know about Victor yet, and he certainly wasn't ready to be Yuri in front of him. Not yet. He was sure Victor wouldn't treat Yuri any different from Ren, but Yuri would be different in front of Victor. What sort of shampoo do you use for vik I use this one, and it used to work at the start, but... No, whenever Makachin runs into mud, it's not getting it all out. Victor scrolled through his phone and showed Yuri a picture of a dog shampoo bottle. For a moment, Yuri was lost, unsure on what was happening. But then it dawned on him. Victor was changing the subject. Was it because he saw how uncomfortable it made Yuri feel? When he looked back up to the man, he saw Victor urging him to reply. Yuri was filled with ease again. He pulled out his phone again, careful to make sure the photo didn't pop up again, and typed the name out into a search engine to show Victor the results. I use this one, Yuri said. It took me a while to find it, but it's really good. They should have some in Russia. It's not a Japanese company. They continued on like that for a while, speaking of their dogs, finding more than enough to occupy their time on the topic with swapped stories of their canine companions, ranging from when Vikjan had dragged little Yuri all across the garden when he was younger, to when Makajan had stained every piece of furniture in Victor's home with mud. They found time passing quickly. Before they knew it, the banquet was finishing. The hour was late. The suit on Yuri was beginning to get on his nerves, and he wanted to do nothing more than slip into his pajamas and into bed. They had to wait around and see to all of the guests, accepting their congratulations before they were allowed to retire. Celestino, as he had done the whole night, was talking to another coach, leaving Yuri to guess what he should do next. Before he could, an arm was placed around his shoulders. He followed the arm until he came across Chris's face, which was far too close for him to be comfortable with. I have yet had the chance to congratulate you myself, the Swiss man commented. He was quite a bit taller than Yuri. Yuri knew he had a few more years of growth before he stopped completely, and he hoped that one day he would be able to look Chris in the eyes at the same height. Perhaps then he wouldn't feel so young, so childish in front of the older skaters because he saw the way Chris looked at him, as if congratulating a child. Not disrespecting Yuri, quite the opposite, and not in a way that he would underestimate him, but as something to comfort. He saw something vulnerable, young, something to take under his wing. Yuri had seen enough of that look in his time to see it in others. And it was oddly comforting. Yuri found he didn't hate it, and didn't feel belittled by it. Odd, he thought, especially when he hated those looks from others. Thank you, and congratulations to you too, Yuri replied. I must admit, Chris said, clicking his tongue to the roof of his mouth, I was worried for a second there that maybe you'd take my silver streak. Yuri couldn't help but smile at the compliment because he could see in the way Chris's face opened so completely that he had been genuine. He wanted to say that the better person had beaten to the silver, but Wren rose again. Yuri gave a cheeky grin, not that Chris could see, and said, Well, you'll have to keep that worry for worlds. It seemed Chris was more prepared this time for Wren's challenges. He gave his own grin and said, I welcome such competition. And with both of us reaching for the gold, Victor will have to be careful. As if his name called him, Victor stepped forwards with a smile, clearly not having heard what they said. Yuri and Chris turned their gaze to the man, and under the look, Victor faltered in his smile while he asked what they had been talking about. Chris stood up properly, placed his hands on his hips, and replied, Nothing much. Don't you worry your pretty little grey head. Victor glared and was about to speak, his mouth gaping open, before Chris interrupted him to continue. We were just commenting on how you should be worried. Ren has proven how much potential he has, and I will break this silver streak of mine. Sooner rather than later, you might find your throne absurd. As his coach called him, Chris turned with a wave over his shoulder, and the parting words, Just the healthy warning. And then, don't lose sight of our goal. Yuri didn't watch him walk away. Instead, he turned to look at Victor, who still seemed a little down at the hair color comment. To cheer him, Yuri tried to give him a big smile, only just remembering the man couldn't see. Instead, he decided to show through his body language. He tilted his head and brought his shoulders up, almost as if he was laughing. For a moment, he thought Victor might take it the wrong way, but when Victor broke into a smile, he knew he hadn't. Despite Yuri screaming in his mind to shut up, he found Ren's confidence pulsing through and saying, "'I don't think your color's gray. "'More platinum. "'And the color suits you.' Victor's hand went to his hair, and Yuri watched as his fingers glided through the soft strands. Though he said nothing about the comment, It seemed to please him. When do you leave? He asked, bringing his hand back to his side. For a moment, Yuri was confused by the question. Celestino looked as if he was soon to be finished with the conversation he was in. His body turned towards Yuri. All around them, the late-night staff were beginning to clean the mess, brushing away the rubbish to the side and setting the tables and chairs away. Guests were leaving, mingling beside the doors as they gathered their coats. Cars were revving outside, following the road back to their homes. The clock on the wall was striking. It was incredibly late. He was about to tell Victor that he would probably be leaving for the hotel soon, but then it struck him. The real question. A little of the confidence was faltering as he realized it. Tomorrow, or more like today. Our flight is in the late morning. The words came out slowly. Yuri wasn't prepared for how much it hurt him to think, and he mentally cursed at himself. He just celebrated a podium win. Bronze, in his first-ever Senior Grand Prix Final. He shouldn't be feeling down to return to the real world. But he was. Because the celebration had been so memorable, so brilliant. It felt like it was crashing to an end. Just for the moment, he reminded himself. Come Worlds and the next Grand Prix Final, everything would happen again. He was too busy in his own world trying to label his feelings to see the expression fall on Victor's face. When he did finally look back up, Victor had schooled his features back into a smaller smile. What about you? Yuri asked. I'm staying for a few days. Oh, Yuri muttered, unsure what to say. What did they do here? Does he wish Victor luck in training or on his journey? Did they shake hands? Was there some goodbye ritual? Victor beat him to it. The Russian man stepped forwards until he was almost in Yuri's personal space, gave him a small but bright smile, and said, In that case, it's best for you to head to sleep now. Get as much as you can before your flight. See you at Worlds? So a normal goodbye, then? Yuri could do that. That wasn't so hard. He gave a firm nod, feeling it lift his spirits a little, and said, Yes, see you at Worlds. Good luck in training. Victor looked as if he were going to say something, but faltered. Instead, he wrapped his arms around Yuri and brought him close into a tight hug that had Yuri flailing internally. It was warm, a little wobbly as they both waited for the alcohol to leave their system, and perfect. The thought hit Yuri like a tidal wave. Perfect. Yuri wasn't a big hugger, not always touchy-feely unless he knew the person well, and yet Everyone around him always seemed to be huggy people. He'd had to grow used to hugs, to closeness with people he didn't know completely, especially in America. And in his time, Yuri had received and given a lot of hugs. So far, the best had been his mother's. Warm, soft, and felt like home. Others came close, but none were near perfect. Until this. Yuri's arms circled Victor's waist, and he felt the weight of the other man's arms on his shoulders. He raised his head so that he was resting on a shoulder, his mask jetting a little into his chin, and they stayed still for a while. Victor's face was near his neck, their ears almost touching. It was perfect. They fit perfectly. It was soft. It was warm. It was more than comforting. It must have only lasted a few seconds, but Yuri would have guessed longer. Time didn't still. Nothing so romantic. Nothing so strange. But his thoughts ran at a mile a minute, and time wasn't real in his mind. When Victor pulled away, Yuri pulled away too, not wanting to seem too eager. Celestino called his name. It was time to go. Yuri turned away, but turned back to look Victor in the face and bid, Bye. See you soon. Victor raised his hand in a wave. Byron. Yuri didn't remember much after that. Only little bits. Like Celestino warning him not to drink too much again, and that he hadn't known Yuri could dance like that, or how surprised he was to see how close Yuri and Victor were. They came in flashes of memory. He lay in his bed, coming back to himself, changed into his pajamas and staring at the ceiling. There was something bugging at him, at the back of his mind, and his chest was swelling with emotions. Nearing twenty, he knew that in the eyes of the world he would soon be considered an adult. But he didn't feel like it. Yuri's experience in real emotions was unbalanced, an expert in some and inexperienced in others. Yuri had never been in a relationship before, and before Victor, he'd never admired someone before. He used to worry if meeting the man would kill those fires, if he differed so much from the public image. Yuri found he did. Victor's personality was similar— but it was as if the public only ever saw a tiny bit of Victor. There was so much more of the man, and Yuri knew he'd only seen a little bit. And he was already enamored. As inexperienced as he was, though, Yuri knew himself well, and he knew what his emotions usually led to. Yuri Kotsky would be getting scared about now, recognizing the signs of where this was going, and try to back off in order to stop it. Because all he'd seen in his life, love, in the majority, didn't mean forever. It brought pain. It hurt. It created confusion and broken prides. The only love he'd seen that didn't end that way was his parents. But Ren Himura was different. Ren was confident. Prideful, willing to tackle a challenge head-on, Ren wasn't scared, and wanted to see where things were going to go, as if nothing could ever hurt him. As inexperienced as Yuri was, he knew himself well. Almost too well. And he knew Ren. He knew the two versions of himself completely. So he pushed Ren down, only a little keeping some of his confidence for when he would next see Victor, but keeping Yuri around so that he was careful. Balance it out. Confident, but careful. Because he knew what was admiration now could turn to love. And that was the last thing Yuri wanted. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. This has been Chapter 9 of November's Secret. Written by Lana Berry. Narrated by Sard. Theme music, Spirited Away by Guillaume. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and please remember to like, subscribe, and follow the podcast, and tune in again next time for Chapter 10. Until then!